Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. And I have some announcements. So if you're one of the people that gets annoyed when people do not get right to the episode, you're going to need to fast forward. I have an announcement before your announcements. I have a precursor announcement to the announcements. Yeah. Welcome back, Kimber. We missed you. Thank you. Thank you to Jake for filling in. I was moving my parents into a retirement community and everything that went wrong could go wrong. I'm talking car crashes, floods, pipe leaks, houses falling out of escrow, (laughs) talking everything. Kidnappings? There was a kidnapping briefly, but it got solved pretty quickly. They just really wanted to get rid of the person. So they were just like, take them back. Yeah. My parents drove me crazy, but I'm glad to have them in. Uh, But it was chaos. I had to cancel like all of my recordings. So I appreciate Jake for filling in. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Jake. Our moment, 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 moment with Pink Shade. With Pink Shade. Will be tonight. Our moment is tonight. Our moment is tonight. And hopefully you could go over and buy a ticket right now. It's going to be so much fun. We have special guests. We have presents. We have, we're recapping a Hallmark mystery movie. It's going to be really fun. But if you can't make it tonight, it's up for one week after. So go to our bio in on social media and you could see it. We are very excited. It's going to be a super fun time. So join us. So fun. And then secondly, we got our discount code for CrimeCon in Nashville, which we are planning to attend. And it is date as it was last year. Date. And it gets you a discount and it helps us out. And it's Nashville. It's going to be so much fun. I'm not going to say that I'm excited. I am very disappointed. Because CrimeCon is my chance to go to places I haven't been. So I really was like, okay, Boulder, Colorado, yeah, Seattle, yeah, Portland, Salt yeah. Lake City, <laughs> somewhere in Montana. Let's go. Yeah. I would love oh, to see. Oh, you want to go mountains? I would just like to go someplace I haven't been. I would like yeah. to go to a state I haven't been. And I feel like I live here. Yeah. But that's going to make it so easy. It'll make it easy. But I do look forward to the excursion of it a little bit and seeing something I haven't seen. But it's I got a lot of travel next well, year. Well, there so are it's more okay. podcast festivals we could go to in other places. Let's just pick the ones in the cities that we're interested in. Okay. <laughs> Is that rude? Can we no, do that? No, it's fine. Great. Let's do that. And then should we talk about Whamageddon? I don't know if I want to talk. We're going to talk about Whamageddon at the end. So if you're here for Whamageddon, just fast forward all the way to the end of this episode. I have hot takes. Kimberly has hot takes and I have hot tips. Or how to avoid it. <laughs> so this episode is called The Ultimate Betrayal. And it aired on November 30th, 2023. So it aired a couple weeks ago. And it was season 32, episode 16, hosted by Andrea, whose birthday it is today when we are <gasps> recording. Happy birthday, Andrea. And if you want to feel really bad about yourself, don't Google her age. Because you will not believe it. So she starts this episode by saying, On the banks of the Mississippi River, an all-American story of hard work, ambition, and financial reward, but percolating just below the surface, Uh -uh. something else was in the Mississippi River. And that something else was a lot of Kimberly's butt sweat from when I fell into the Mississippi River at CrimeCon that one year. That was never forget. It, Never forget. You were sitting on the steps. I do one thing. I look over. You're in. 
You're in the water. <laughs> You're in the Mississippi River. Yeah, that was not right. And I think nope, we talked not. about it on our Patreon. We did. So it's very embarrassing. Join our Patreon because it it was unbelievable. It was an unbelievable moment. And then Kimberly refused to change and insisted we go on the ghost tour that we had bought <laughs> tickets for in her wet clothing. Yeah. Sopping wet clothing. Yeah, that Katie wanted me to burn. Wringing out dirty river water. <laughs> I didn't catch a single disease. That we know of yet. Yeah, it could manifest later. That's if true. you get some sort of bacterial infection at any point in your life, it I'm blaming that. that. Yeah. That's fair. So this success story had a dark side, money, power, and greed. It all started with a son trying to get out of dinner with his mom, Hamed Kasimi, and his mom, Tahira. And they were from Iran, and they now lived in a nice neighborhood in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Slow luck molasses dripping off your tongue. Yep. They lived together, mother and son. She cooked for him, and she expected him in return to be home a lot. He was 38, though, and this felt like smothering. I think that show Smothered is back on. Not like that, though. Not like they bathe together in the same bathtub, which is a true thing from that show. That's not right. It's so disturbing. It's so disturbing. I'm not watching it. It may turns my stomach. I'm not watching it. So Hamed felt like this was smothering. So this night in 2015, Tahira texted Hamed to make sure he'd be home for dinner. And the, if the texts were anything like Joni's, it would be like, will you seven dollar sign bees hum for Danette? And you're like, what? Who's Danette? Okay. Okay. I'm laying bees. off Joni. Love you, Joni. Love you, so, Joni. Hamed decided to blow off dinner and meet friends at a daiquiri bar called Spanky's Daiquiris. What is going on in the basement there? Are people doing hanky-panky at Spanky's? I don't know, but if I had a daiquiri bar, Spanky's would be in the running for names. Really? It feels right. Spanky's? Do you think there's BDSM going on? No, it just sounds fun. Spanky's. Spanky's. We're going to Spanky's and it's all brightly colored and stuff. Also, a daiquiri bar. I've never heard of that. I think this is a Louisiana thing. A bar just for daiquiris. But this is the kind of thing I've seen the margarita machines when you go to Las Vegas and they have them all outside. I think that that is what they also have in New Orleans. Yes, they do. And you walk around outside with those big cups. Those are daiquiris, not margaritas. I gotcha. So he then went with friends to sushi And he didn't come home until late. When he got home, something didn't seem right. Tahara's car wasn't there. And he found a pot of rice burning on the stove. And he thought, maybe she left and just forgot about it. So this whole story is about Joni, basically. Because she burned down her apartment in her 20s. And she left eggs on the stove too long. And they exploded and hit the ceiling and then landed on our dog. So Have you never left anything on the stove? Me? Yeah. No. Oh, good for you. Because of Joni. I'm so paranoid. I understand. I did put cup of noodles in the microwave without water one time when I was like 11 or something, and the fire truck came. Yeah, I'll bet it did. Yeah. That doesn't go in the microwave. Well, it's, not with no water in it. It's also styrofoam. No, I think you can put it in the microwave. For like 30 seconds. How long did you put it in the microwave? Probably, I don't know. I was 11. I shouldn't have been using a microwave. About 30 minutes to cook my (laughs) soup. 
So Andrea asks Hamed, what about your mom's purse? What about her phone? And Hamed says, oh, I didn't look for them. Andrea, they cut to Andrea and she just nods. And it got me percolating, to use her word, in my mind. There was percolation about going what? on. Because Andrea gives like a huh kind of nod. So we're like, Hamed, what's wrong with you? Well, why would he do that? The car wasn't there. He just assumed she went out. Why would he then go and look for her purse to make sure she'd gone out? Well, he does then say he called her phone and it was off. And I was like, so why did you guys make it seem so shady, Dateline? He called her phone and it was off. So he probably assumed it wasn't there. But still, Andrea gave a silent nod and I clocked it and I thought, hmm, okay. Interesting. So... Everything in the house looked fine, except his bed comforter is missing. And she had told him that she was going to replace it, to which I say, oh, she does his shopping for him as well. Yeah. But interesting, right? 38 years old. But I think that could be a cultural thing, too. It's totally a cultural thing, because I think that he's unmarried. And Mm -hmm. I think that children, I believe in a lot of cultures, live at home with their families until they're married. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. So Tahera sometimes slept at friends' houses, so he wasn't freaking out. And the next morning, though, he realized that her purse was still there, and he thought, that's strange. Yeah, that's not good. And then he doesn't call his mom until the afternoon. And again, percolating. Mm -hmm. Did he sleep until the afternoon, or did he get up in the morning and then just wait to try to call her until the afternoon? Interesting. Mm. So then he calls her work. And they say, she's the, oh, she's working. And he thought, oh, okay, she's just mad at me because I skipped out on dinner. But then she didn't come home that night either. And okay. I was like, call the police. Yeah, now you need to be making more serious calls. Yeah, so he calls a couple friends and they hadn't seen her. And he goes to sleep, like nothing. And then the next morning, oh my God, why haven't you called the police yet, Ahmed? He drives to her job, which happens to be at Walmart. This is the earliest a Walmart has made an appearance. Usually Walmart is in the later two-thirds. We normally don't have employees. We normally have murder buying, shopping. Yeah, we normally have some sort of a kill kit. Kill kit. Mm -hmm. So he goes over there at 5.45 a.m. So now he's up all bright and early. And he talks to the manager who says, oh, no, she wasn't working yesterday. That was a mistake. And then Andrea Canning gets chills. I've never seen her get chills before, but she gets chills. I mean, we don't actually see the chills, but she says, I got chills because you thought she was fine and didn't call the police or anything. And it turns out some employee told you wrong information. And I would like to talk to that employee because now we have lost one full day in a missing persons investigation. Way to go, Jessica. He literally thinks she's there, Jessica, because you said, yeah, she's working probably because you just looked at on the computer to see what her work schedule was, but you didn't physically see her. That's not helpful, Jessica. I know Walmart is very welcoming to their employees, but at some point you have to cut the cord and say, Jessica, it's not working out. A woman is missing because of you, essentially. And also you always restock the toilet paper in really weird pyramids and it falls. And I don't know why you don't do the base bigger because everyone knows in a pyramid, the base is bigger. Yeah. Jessica. This isn't Target, Jessica. We are a warehouse store. This is a neighborhood Walmart. Wait, do they think they're better than Target? (laughs) 
Is that what you're implying? Does Walmart think they're better than if Target? We, if we have any Walmart employees out there, what kind of language is used around? Do you just not say it? You call it. Is it like Voldemort? Do you call it the T word? Do you call it the red dot? What do you what do you call it? It's like blue vest versus red shirts. But I think in contrast, the red shirts don't even talk about the blue shirts. It's like not even on their radar. That's so it's sad. like you have it's like I have a beef with like Gwyneth Paltrow or something and she doesn't even know who I am. She doesn't care about you. She she, has no she texted me I don't and told me she did not care about you. No, she doesn't. No. But I'm like holding on to this beef. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the situation. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Jessica. So he finally calls the police and this Captain Todd Morris takes over. He's the lead investigator. He puts her missing Jaguar into the system. She's a nice car. She does indeed. Yeah. We know why in a second. Yes. So the night before, the Jaguar was discovered abandoned and set on fire. But her body wasn't in the car. Thank God. Oh, boy. So. They go to look into Tahera's life, and they find more about her from Hamed. She was traditional, but also adventurous. She was the head of the women's division of mountain climbers in her city in Iran. She climbed all those mountains. Wow. How rad is that? That's such a good detail to tell us I about her. That. I feel like I know a lot more. Good for her. I'm so impressed. She's like a bake-off person where they have interesting information about them. Exactly. She married young and got pregnant, but her husband, Hamid, who Hamed is named after, went mm-hmm. to the U.S. to study. And the plan was Hamid was going to bring both of them to the U.S. But it took 18 years to bring Hamed to the U.S. And then 10 years later, Hamed brought became a citizen and brought his mom to the U.S. And Andrea says... She climbed the biggest mountain by coming to America. And I was like, good for you, Andrea. You got a patriotic awe out of me. There you go. Her good friend was also an immigrant, Aisha. And she said Tahara wanted to be part of the American dream. She mastered English and got a job at Walmart and worked her way up to manager, which is so impressive. That is impressive. Also, English is like incredibly hard to learn as we demonstrate on this podcast all the time. She wants to start her own bakery. That's her American dream. She would also love her girlfriends. She would spend the night at Aisha's house and they would have a full-on sleepover in the living room, which reminds me of my youth. And it's so cute. Except now I snore and have sleep apnea and I don't want to be sleeping around people. So I remember when it stopped, when the sleepover stopped and it made me sad. Like 29? It was too late. There was one friend that got married very early in her 20s and would not do sleepovers anymore because she was married now. And I was like, I don't think we can be friends. This is the same friend later that only wants to do girl trips. And everyone's like, no. No. (laughs) You didn't want to before. But now you're kind of bored. You're sick of your husband. Girl trip, sleepovers. No. How rude. She's like, I'll come and hang out, but then I'll leave and go home and sleep and home with my husband. Also, what's wrong with us, Kimberly? That's a full red flag. What's wrong with you and I that we weren't like, is something happening? 
we should have oh, been like better. He's t- yes, like maybe there was a control aspect to the relationship that maybe you no, and I. I mean, should... that was never the vibe I got. But that's how these things go. You never know what's going on. You and I are actually in the wrong in this situation. And mm-hmm. now I think that we should be apologizing. Sorry that we didn't take it more seriously. Nothing that we know of has happened at all. They're fine. No. But I'm she- saying, based on what we do now. You're right. That would be something that maybe we'd be a little concerned about instead of annoyed. You're absolutely right. We're growing as people. And we're growing in our suspicions. My impression at the time was she was just traditional, like old fashioned. It just was annoying at the time. It felt like a... It did. It did feel like a diss. But now again, now I'm like, oh my gosh, red flag. (laughs) (laughs) Horrible friend. Wow. But we were young and dumb and in our 20s. That's what everyone always says in these episodes. I know. Oh my gosh. Okay. Know. Apology. The, we, we didn't have, watch Now the tables have living. turned on us. Turning tables turned. The tables have turned and now I feel bad about myself. Yeah, me too. Let's press on. That's where these episodes always end. Yeah, so, pretty much. So anyways, Tahara is adorable and has sleepovers as like a middle-aged, not like a later older woman. And she has sleepovers with her friends. And I absolutely love that. So police are looking into what seems to be a tense relationship between Tahera and her son, Hamed. They were not getting along. She did not like him to date or do anything besides go to work and come home. And she would complain to her friend Aisha. And Aisha would say, he's a grown up. He can make his own decisions. And Tahera did not like to hear that. And I want to say, Joni... I can make my own decisions and I choose to get all my snacks at nuts.com. They're so good. Every snack from nuts.com is amazing though. So freaking good. I just placed an order. Also, Joni is not very controlling at all, actually. She's always just like, whatever makes you happy. So nuts.com is your one-stop shop for everything snack. Just snack all the time. They have roasted nuts, sweets, but they also have baking essentials, like specialty flours and things. It's, oh, yeah. It's wild. They have jerky. They have the widest variety. I'm No joke, hunt, I think hundreds of categories. When you do the scroll down on the menu, there's so many things. They have gluten-free snacks, organic snacks, low salt. But why would you do that to yourself unless your doctor recommended it? They are all such high quality. They roast their nuts and pop their corn the same day it ships. So it's getting to you fresh, delicious. Satisfaction is guaranteed. I just placed a huge order yesterday for some healthy kind of trail mix for my brother that sound boring, but he's going to love it. And it's going to be, I'm sure, delicious. <laughs> key lime pie fudge for my dad because key lime pie is his favorite. And I've never heard of key lime pie fudge. I have had it and it's amazing. It sounds amazing. It's amazing. Dijon Swiss cheese sticks, which are like these crackers <gasps> with cheese and like a like a mustard. A little bit of flavor. mustard. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's going to be amazing. Peppermint hot cocoa snack mix. Yep. Every there's like marshmallow stuff in there and like coke. I can't peppermint. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I got so many things for the family for the holidays. People can share. I might put together some grab bags where we each you each get like a little. Hint. You know, like when you go to a candy store, you each get a little. I think that's great. I'm so excited. And what I'm probably going to do is figure out what my favorite snacks are and then sign up for some sort of auto delivery. Because if you look up living your best life in Urban Dictionary, you you will see me getting an auto delivery of bagel chips straight to my house. 
Is that not living your best life? That's what they're talking about. Like a true baller. Yeah. Also, they sell stuff directly to businesses. And I firmly think the best part of working in an office is the snacks in the break room. And if you don't have snacks in the break room, you are not a good business. So get on that business, people. Great snacks. Your employees will be happy. That's what Nuts.com is giving you. Yeah. You will have happy employees with Nuts.com. Right now, Nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more at Nuts.com slash date dateline. So go check out all the delicious options at Nuts.com slash date dateline. Remember to go just there so they know we sent you. You'll receive a free gift and free shipping when you spend $29 or more. Again, Nuts.com slash date dateline. Free shipping is really good deal because nuts are heavy. I'm trying to think if you temper that with popcorn kernels, which light. are very light. Right. So and you're Pretzels, not just getting, let's medium. be real, you're never just getting one thing from nuts.com. You're getting minimum half dozen. Absolutely. Just try when you go to the website, you'll know. You'll know and you will fill up your cart and be like, how did it get so full? And then you won't be able, you'll go to the cart and try to wean things out and you'll be like, I can't wean. Everything is necessary. Right. I need all of this. And also don't snooze on those specialty flowers because there are a lot of recipes that I've come across that call for specialty flowers. It's so nice to know where to get it because you're not going to find that at the market. You have to nuts.com. Now I know. We are nuts for nuts.com. You bet. Thank you so much, nuts.com. I'm going to be crunching through our next episode because my order arrives in a few days. I'm so jealous. I need to get on it. Katie, I'm sure you're getting presents for your cats. Yeah, but the best gift that I can give them is the gift of health. Because let's be real, everything else about having a pet is kind of expensive. I'm talking natural pet food, pet sitting if you go out of town. And also I have a cat with dental hygiene issues. The cost can add up very, very quickly. But the one thing that's really, really worth spending money on for your is pet insurance. This podcast is very proud to be sponsored by Embrace Pet Insurance. Whether you have a dog or a cat, Embrace Pet Insurance offers customized plans for your pet's exact needs. Also, if you have multiple pets to insure, you are eligible for a 10% multi-pet discount, which is amazing. And with Embrace Pet Insurance, you can visit any vet or emergency clinic. Plus, they have a 24-7 helpline and optional wellness rewards program to ensure that you prioritize preventative care. It's all Mm -hmm. about the preventative care for your pet. So hopefully you never even have to use Embrace Pet Insurance in the first place. A lot of you out there may find pet insurance unnecessary or pricey. How does that feel? Because I feel like you're just lucky and you haven't had a vet emergency yet. Because it is the most costly and it's the scariest moment of your life. Yeah, truly. Pet insurance is more affordable by far compared to high emergency vet costs. And it also gives you peace of mind. And I'm not the only one that feels this way. There's so many testimonials online at EmbracePetInsurance.com. One is from Dinah, who says her little kitten's name is Matey. That's real cute. Matey. Oh, Matey. Matey. Marg. Marg, Matey. 
Embrace Insurance was the best decision I made when our latest rescue kitty came into our lives in 2015. Oh, kitten delivery service. (laughs) My vet submits the claim forms and the money from Embrace is in my account quickly. Look at that. I love that they pay for acupuncture and holistic treatments just as well as conventional. I am able to get blood work and acupuncture done to help Mady with her seasonal and environmental allergies. That's incredible. Thanks, Embrace, for helping me to help my precious matey. That's, That's so, so sweet. That matey did not have to walk the plank. No, matey is just a treasure. Arg, she's a treasure. I gotcha. Yeah, there, I see what sorry, you did. I was trying to get there. So don't wait for the unexpected to happen. Join the massive community of pet owners who trust Embrace Pet Insurance to protect their pet this holiday season and beyond. Head to EmbracePetInsurance.com slash date dateline and sign up for pet insurance today. Make sure you go to EmbracePetInsurance.com slash date dateline or they won't know that we sent you. EmbracePetInsurance.com slash date dateline because it's the season of giving. And the best gift that you can give yourself this holiday season is some peace of mind regarding the thing in your house that makes you the happiest, (laughs) your pet. And I'm not talking about your fridge. I'm not talking about your fridge. Or your TV. Thank you so much, Embrace Pet Insurance. Thank you, Embrace. So when police look at Hamed's phone records, they see that he had sent her a text in Farsi the day before saying, leave me the F alone. I'm moving out to his mom. Wow. This is Mm -mm. tense to say the least. That's not good. The day before she disappeared, Mm. Captain Morris thought there's a lot of things about Hamed that are strange. Why did he not call the police for two days? And then they look into his timeline for the night she disappeared and they realize he was lying. He said he went home, saw she wasn't there, went to bed. No big deal. But they realized that's not true. When he realized his mom wasn't home, he went back out to party. So he went to Spanky's and Sushi, went home. Am I in trouble? Nope. Mom's not even here. I'm going back out. I'm going clubbing. Changed into his going out shirt and went clubbing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he lied to the police about this. So now he's a person of interest. He's acting super hinky, as Keith would say. And Andrea is also very suspicious of him. They find out that Tahera had been separated from her husband in Iran, Hamid, and the divorce had finally gone through very recently. She had come into a lot of money. So, qui bono, as Dennis would say, Mm -hmm. who benefits? Hamed, her son, would inherit all of this money if she died. So then I'm thinking, is this one of the very first matricides that we have seen on a dateline that we have covered? I can think of one that we did, and I can think of a grandma aside. That's not the right word. Grandma side. Grandma side. Not to be confused with grammar side when you (laughs) annihilate grammar. When you just use way too many commas. Yep. So why didn't Hamed tell the police about the truth about where he went that night? Well, he thought, my mom is already mad at me for skipping dinner and going to sushi and Spanky's. I don't want her to be more mad at me. Dude, she's missing. Yeah. Pull Something it together. happened. 
I think she'll get over it once she is found safely that she won't be mad at you for that. Are you serious? You're that scared of her? No, but this tells us about the relationship, right? It really does. Because you lied to the police. Usually they lie to the police because they're worried something will look bad. So they lie to the police and it ends up looking way worse because they lied to the police. This time he lied to the police because he was worried it would look bad from his mom. This feels like he just, yeah, he just doesn't want any guff. It feels like their relationship was in a real meltdown. Yeah, absolutely. But he was standing up to her via text. Standing up or just being? Oh, he said, I'm moving out. Stay the F away from me. That feels like a, that almost feels like a ploy though. I'm moving out. Oh, I got you. I don't want to hint. A little bit. Fascinating. This is a really complex mother-son relationship. They're just very close. And they, they should be unsmothered. They've lived together for too long. Yes. And so it's just, it's way past its expiration date. It's way past codependence. Yeah. I don't know where. It's Dependence Day. It's Dependence Day. And he needs to stand up for his Dependence Day. So he admits that she was smothering him a lot and it was constant. And Andrea says, okay, so you wanted to get her off your back and you had financial gain. And he says very nervously to Andrea, you want to hear something funny? I didn't even know that I would be getting the money. And Andrea says, you're her son. Where else would it go? And he says, well, I I don't know how the laws work. Mm. And Andrea looks at him with her perfect Andrea face like, I'm a mother of six. You can't pull off this. I can see right through you. Yeah, totally. So the police are interested to hear how a few weeks before, Hamed said he had been jumped outside Spanky's. Different kind of hanky-panky going on. He had been seriously injured, hit over the head by two men. He didn't see their faces. He ended up getting 15 stitches. And that's why his mom was getting him a new comforter, because his wounds had bled onto it. Now, as the young people say, the math is not mathing for me, because his wound was still bleeding three weeks later. That's not right. Go to a doctor. Those stitches did not take or it had bled right after in the next few days, and she waited three weeks to get him a new comforter, which is also weird because she works at Walmart. So just pick him up a comforter. Okay, we don't know the money situation. That's true. But she, I'm assuming gets a discount. I'm assuming she gets a discount. But I think it, you could get one for $10 at Walmart. Is it possible that she did not want a Walmart comforter? So she was waiting till she, what, she thinks she's too good for Walmart? No, but is it possible that she was waiting two weeks because she saw one at Macy's that would be lovely in his room and it's like, I'm just going to wait because this is about to go on Markdown and I have all these Macy's points built up and my Macy's card. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go, I'm just thinking maybe that was it or maybe she didn't see it right away. It could be that he was like, don't go in my room. And then one day she went in there. She's like, no, I'm going to tidy up. This is ridiculous. He's a mess. Yeah. I'm tidying up. She saw the blood and was like, okay, I need to get you a new comforter because this has blood on the side. Did you see this? And he's like, I didn't see it. I didn't know. I don't think she would listen, though, and not go into his room, even if she said. Maybe he's locking that door. Oh. They are not having a great relationship. No, that's true. This is very interesting. Okay, let us know your thoughts about the comforter because Mm -hmm. it feels a bit like a water shoes moment, but I don't know what it's proving. Nothing. 
Nothing. I think it's proving absolutely nothing, but I'm very suspicious. Okay. So the police think, okay, so she was kidnapped or something, and he was attacked a few weeks earlier as someone targeting the family. And she had told her friend Aisha, I feel like someone is following me. And Aisha thought she was being dramatic. Uh. This is a warning out to you there. If a lady tells you something, you believe them. So she was right, probably, that someone was following her. So there are security cameras behind the building where she lived in this parking lot. And on the cameras, they see a Chevy Tahoe that night. They can't see who's driving or a license plate, but they post the screenshot on a Crime Stopper site. And literally within hours, very short time, mm-hmm. these Baton Rouge car dealers, Tommy and Zeke, and I couldn't tell which was what which one till much later in the episode. They recognize the car immediately because it's a very special car. It's a unicorn. It's this special model of Tahoe that has fender flares and running boards and different wheels. And I have car blindness. So all I saw was a car. I barely got SUV from it. I saw that it was a larger car that I didn't know what it was. Yeah. If it's not a truck, I'm probably not going to get it. Yeah, a truck I could see. Yeah, or a minivan. I could see vans. But if it's in the SUV family, absolutely not. No. I also think that I drive an SUV. Apparently, I don't. No, you don't. (laughs) You should see the cars that I go for in the parking lot. You would laugh. They're double the size of mine. I did almost go into a car exactly like mine, and I kept pulling on the door and kept pulling on the door, but it didn't open. But it was exactly the same model and color of mine. Okay. In my mom's lot, there is a car that is a very similar size and shape, except it's a Tesla. (laughs) So I went up to that car and couldn't figure out where the door handles had gone because the doors don't, (laughs) like the handles go in. And I was just like, what's going, I I thought I'd been drugged. I was like, this is it. That's what you went to? Yeah. It looks so much like my car. It doesn't. By the way, let's be clear that it doesn't. But in my head, that's absolutely my car. And that's where I parked it. Car blindness is real. Hashtag find Find a cure. cure. I'm tired of this. Let us know if you have it. I know we're not the only one. It's embarrassing. Between phalanx and the Tesla. Yeah. I also want to know from some men who have it and some women who really know their cars. Because let's break the gender stereotypes, please. Thank you. So Tommy and Zeke go to the police and say, we know that car and we work at a car dealership. Oh, and do you know who our car dealership is owned by? Tahera's ex-husband, Hamid. (gasps) Stop. Tommy and Zeke. Yeah. Typical car salesman? Yes. No. Well. Maybe? Maybe in Baton Rouge? I don't know. They seem sort of Vegas-y to me. Hmm. I think that all car dealers maybe feel a little Vegas-y. Yeah, that's definitely it. Also, their names are Tommy and Zeke. Perfect. If I'm buying a car, I would like to buy it from a Tommy or a Zeke. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So he, Hamid, was the boss. He was admired in town for being this huge immigrant success story. He came from Iran with no money in the 80s. He started a pizza place called Rainbow Pizza, and which doesn't seem like him at all. And I don't know where he got that name. That just... Seems very strange. What was Rainbow in the 80s? Rainbow Bright? Well, I loved my Rainbow Why Bright. Why did he pick Rainbow? Why did he pick Rainbow? America was the over the rainbow place for him? I don't know. 
maybe it puts a rainbow of colors on the... It doesn't like, sound good, Kimberly. It doesn't really sound that good. Name it something Italian. Name it Giovanni's. Exactly. Or name it like best pizza. I don't know. Just something. Yes. Not- There's a prime pizza here. You could call yeah. it Papa's Pizza because he's a dad. Mama's Pizza. But he, yeah, he didn't have a Two mom Two sisters here. pizza. Anything with a family is good. Anything. You got to name it something Italian, even if you're faking it. Thank you. So he started buying and selling cars outside of the pizza shop, which is hilarious to me and weird. But then he eventually was able to leave the pizza business completely and start this car dealership. Now, that's right when I know he's bad news, because who in their right mind leaves the pizza industry? Well, I mean, I think that cars are infinitely more profitable. So a man interested in making some money. But pizza is so good. In fact, I might order some pizza tonight. Oh, I want pizza too. Okay, maybe I'll do that too. So he sold high-end cars like Lexus, Mercedes, BMW, Audi. He had 15 employees and they were selling 75 cars a month. I don't know the numbers on that. I guess that's that sounds expensive. And That's more business. than one car. That's more than two cars a day. Yeah. And if you have high-end cars like Mercedes, out, I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah, but he did have 15 employees, which feels like a lot. No. They're not all getting the same amount. No, but the money on those kind of cars is huge. You're making a lot of money. Yeah. The employees are too, if they're on any kind of, of a commission. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we, we see the car place. The, what's it called? Import One? Is yeah. that the name? That's a good name for a It's brilliant, place. especially if you're selling like German cars. and Yeah. Yeah. It's gorgeous inside. Mm-hmm. It looks like a luxury car dealership that's classy. Classy, exactly. I was impressed. So he would let this woman, Denise Marcel, who was the Louisiana state representative, so she's kind of a big shot, he would let her borrow cars overnight to see if she wanted to buy them because that's what you do with the big shots. You go, just take a car. So he knew that she was a believer and he would send her scripture every day, which is... Now I'm thinking we have a sinning man of God to mark off our bingo cards. And we haven't had one in a while. And I love it. Does it count? Yes. He's just doing that because he knows she likes it. He's not. Oh, no. Most of them don't really believe it. There are very few that actually believe it. In the car business? No, in our Dateline episodes. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. If they're in a Dateline. Yeah, they're a fake sinning man of God. It's a bad pool. Detectives go to find the car at the car lot, but it's been sold at auction. Hamid told police he was praying for Tahera's safe return and added the captain to his prayer circle, sending him morning prayers. I roll. I don't understand what's going on. So (laughs) detectives are very suspicious of Hamid now. He had come to the U.S., promising to bring Tahera to the U.S. and their son. But once he was here, get ready. Get ready for the biggest flames on the side of your face that we have had just this month, I guess. She thought, he's bringing me to the United States. We are married. He gets to America, marries an American woman, and doesn't tell his family in Iran. Yeah. He's a dog. That's not even a dog. That's a jerk. A B-A-S word. 
I knew that was coming. I was like, oh, there's a second family here, isn't there? Because it was too many years. It was too many years that he waited to bring Mm -hmm. people over. I was like, And then he divorces that woman and he starts dating another woman named Heather, who we meet for about five seconds and we already get a lot of energy coming from her. (laughs) So she had just a lot. She was she had a lot of something and she's something else. And she says when the family would call he would say she was the maid. Wow. Why were you okay with that, Heather? Who hurt you, Heather? Also, you have a maid, but you can't bring your family Family? over? And that's all we get out of Heather, really. We get one line later. And I was like, okay, she got two lines. Good for her. Not good. So he made excuses to not bring Tahera to the US. So the responsibility fell on their son, Hamed. And he says when he got to the US and turned 18, became a citizen, he only stayed in the US to bring her over because that was his mom's dream. So he brings her over. 2005, Tahera comes. Hamid is married to another woman. Oh my gosh. Second woman. Well, a third woman. And she finds out and is devastated. Ugh. I don't know what kind of betrayal that is on the lists of betrayals that women can suffer from douche men, but I know what the cure is. It's thriving. It is a makeover revenge story. That yeah. is what you have to do if you have been done dirty like this. It's the dirtiest pool. It's not right. You're right. The best way to get revenge is to show up Flawless skin, maybe a subtle smoky eye, mm-hmm. but even better than all of that, a killer red lip. Oh. That's what does it every time. You know what else a killer red lip is good for? A holiday party makeup <gasps> look. Uh-huh. Or a New Year's Eve party makeup look. Or just be fabulous in your everyday wear. Yes, like Taylor. A good red lip, it brightens your whole face. Lips as red as Rudolph's nose. Yes. And there's only one place to get that red lip going. And that's the place that has thousands of five-star reviews. Thrive Cosmetics. We always talk about their eye products, but I want to focus on the lips today. For the perfect pout, you need to go for the impactful, semi-permanent smoothing lipstick from Thrive. This is my first year trying this lipstick, and I am obsessed. I love it. I feel like I am a sleigh bell. Sorry, has that been done? It's seriously the best lipstick if you like a creamy satin lip. My lips get so dry in the cold weather. Yeah. This is the perfect lipstick for cold weather wear. It's fade free for up to eight hours without bleeding into the corners or drying your lips or settling into anything around your lips. I'm not going to call them fine lines because how dare you? Mm -mm. The red that I tried from the impactful smoothing lipsticks is Maya and it Mm. is gorgeous. Also, by the way, they have a line refine hydrating complex TM, which means that your lips are visibly smoother and fuller. Ooh. We all like a plump pout for the holidays and every single day of our lives. So this lipstick has a technology that helps with that. Love it. Of course, it's Thrive. A red lip that stays on for up to eight hours without bleeding or cracking. It's hard to find. You'd be surprised. I'm not surprised that Thrive has done it. Another reason that we here at A Date with Dateline love Thrive, besides their 
great products is Thrive knows how to give back all year long, not just during the holidays, with their bigger than beauty message. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Also, don't snooze on thrivecosmetics.com, the whole stocking stuffer area. Mm -hmm. I have already purchased some mini mascaras for my mom and my niece and my sister because they're so easy to just slip in there. And it's the kind of thing that I know when they get to it in the stocking, they're not going to expect it. They're going to expect candy or whatever nonsense goes in there. Usually little toys, little funny gag gifts. But then you pop in one of those little blue bottles of Thrive Mascara. That's it. Oh, I love it. And my sister-in-law asked for Thrive Mascara for the holidays this year. Go to Thrive Cosmetics right now. Check everything out. They have incredible holiday bundles for you. Give the gift of Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash date dateline. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash date dateline for 20% off your first order. Be a sleigh bell like me with Thrive Cosmetics. Thank you so much, Thrive. We love your products all year. Thank you, Thrive. I'm literally distracted because I'm looking up all these bundles. Do you see all the bundles? There's tons of them. Are they still a little bit percentage off too? Yeah, they're still off. Did you see there's like a four pack of mascaras? They also, do you know they make the mascara in brown, right? Oh, that's good to know. Because I like brown mascaras. Yeah. And not many companies do it. Okay, this is good to know. Yeah, you should get on that. Katie, I know nothing about wine. I walk into a store and I stare until someone comes and helps me. And then I buy whatever they tell me to buy. And I go to the checkout and I hope that they card me and they never do. And I go cry in my car. It's a very traumatic experience. Yeah, it's a bad process. You got to break that chain. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor, Naked Wines, because it's a subscription service that connects you to the best independent winemakers on the planet, not even just in this country. On the planet. In the world. In the world for a fraction of the price you'd pay for in stores, up to 60% off. Unbelievable. Zero. They cut out like three middlemen that normal wine have to go through and connects you right to the winemakers. And they have hundreds of award-winning wines. I know nothing about wine, but I know my brother and his wife like whites, and I know my aunt likes reds. So I asked Naked Wines, help me. Pick the best of the best. Of those for Thanksgiving. I showed up with six bottles of wine. My family was blown away. They were they know about wine and they were so impressed with the quality of these wines. Also, if you know about wine, you can go on there and you know exactly you'll be like full body. Be like there's a smoky cinnamon auger. I don't know. I don't know what any of those words mean. And you'll sound really smart, but you can pick and then you'll find these independent winemakers who this is their passion project, making these wines and they make the best of them. Award winning. Yeah. So it's basically for people who know nothing about wine and people who know everything about wine will find something at Naked Wines. They have been around for over 10 years and funds over 90 independent winemakers. So that's so amazing. Also, there's no commitments, no membership fees, and it's hassle-free. Ring in the new year and the holidays. Ring in every day, every month. Everything should be a celebration with good wine. So head to nakedwines.com slash date dateline and click enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website. 
You enter date dateline for both the code and the password and get six bottles of wine for $39.99 with Ooh. shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. Again, that's nakedwines.com slash date dateline. Use the code and password date dateline. Grab six bottles for $39.99. Nakedwines.com slash date dateline. Code in the password, date, date line, $100 off your first bottles. Unbelievable. You won't even need clothes because they're so good. Your joy will be nakedness. Oh. You were shrouded in sadness and now you are naked. Your soul, your inner child. No, that's not right. Stop whining about not knowing anything about wines and get on Naked Wines and get yourself some delicious wines this holiday season. There we go. Thank you, Thank Naked you, Wines. Naked wines. So Hamed worked with his dad at the dealership. And according to this Heather, who has a lot of energy, says that he Hamid would hit Hamed, his son, in front of people. So he's a monster. And mm -hmm. he also did really petty things, like when Hamed would talk on the phone too much with his mom in Iran and build up the phone bill, he would take the phone bill money out of his son's paycheck. That's just jerky. Yeah, he's just not a nice guy. Tahera, in the divorce, asked for $1,500 a month, a car, and a place to stay. Seems okay. reasonable. Sure. Hamid didn't want to give her anything. Sorry, he took 20 years of her life, correct? Yeah. She had their son at 18, and it took 10 more years for her to come, so that's 28 years. Yeah, 30, almost 30. Yeah, correct. While he was through several marriages, Correct. she waited for him mm -hmm. without her husband. So you didn't give her a chance at love right. or a chance at life. You just had her waiting for you in another country, promising that he would bring you over. Yeah, that's you deserve more than $1,500 a month. Mm -hmm. So the divorce dragged on for eight more years. Of course it did. I'm sure he fought with everything he had. His fighting, though his objection to everything was very clever. It was unique. He said, well, we're not considered legally married in Louisiana because we're first cousins. I'm sorry? So apparently in Iran, it's very common. I don't I know the percentages, but it's not illegal. So they were first cousins. They got married in Iran. And... He says, well, that's not a legal marriage in Louisiana, so I don't need to give her anything. How common is that in Iran? I think Andrea says it's very common. First cousins? It, relatives. Relatives, but first cousins? Yeah, I guess. Okay, there we go. I'd have to Google it. Maybe I will later. He says it's not a legal marriage. Now, this goes all the way up to the Louisiana Supreme Court. That's why it's taking so long. And they eventually decide it was a legal marriage in Iran, and we recognize legal marriages from other countries. So it's a legal marriage here. It's recognized marriage in Louisiana. So mm -hmm. three months before she went missing, he is ordered to give her two properties and over a million dollars, which is a lot more than she was asking for. So maybe it's good. the judge was like, no. 18 years? No. Mm -hmm. Nope. And he says, I gave her all that stuff and I did, haven't talked to her since then. So police check out his phone records and they see the night she went missing, there was a 17 second call from a bow 
named Tyler Ashpow. He is 20 years old. He's from Wisconsin. He was kicked out of school and came to Baton Rouge to live with relatives. So he is a troubled bag of wieners. They look at Tyler's phone. His Google Maps history leads them that night to the woods far out of town. And Andrea goes in a ride along with the captain and they are both wearing blue matching shirts and she's wearing her white legendary superhero pants that we haven't seen in a while. Mm -hmm. No mom Mm -hmm. of six should wear white pants or can because of the stains, sticky children, but she's a unicorn. Except for Andrea. Magic. Also don't Google her age again because it'll make you feel really bad about yourself. So Police go to the woods and they find cotton stuffing, like maybe from a comforter. And remember, there was that comforter that was missing. They follow the trail of cotton to an area that looks freshly dug. And the captain starts to dig with his bare hands. And that made me very nervous, like he was going to disturb some evidence. And I thought, get CSI in there, please. Yeah. I hope you're recording the whole thing. He finds her body wrapped in the comforter and she was shot twice in the head. It's so brutal. No. I know. She sounded amazing. But I was concerned about the comforter. Were you concerned about the comforter? What about the comforter? The comforter is very helpful if it's Hamed Mm -hmm. because his blood is already on it. Yeah. He has a reason for why his blood is on it. Mm Mm-hmm. So if there is multiple bloodstains found on the comforter, he's already explained why it's there. Yes. I was concerned. But we were getting a lot of interview with him. So Perhaps it was somewhere else besides his bedroom because she was planning to throw it out and get him a new one. No, that's not what he said. Oh, he, he said, said my said comforter was... is missing, but I just thought it was missing because she was going to she You're right. said was she was going to get me a new it. one. He so noticed it was missing. They went out of their way to get his comforter. Or they went to the first bedroom they saw to grab something. Maybe that. But then his door was not locked. So my earlier theory is incorrect. Kaput. So they bring in Tyler, the bow, and he starts by saying, I was not involved at all. I don't even know this woman. And after the detective asks him a few more times, he says, yeah, I did it. I killed her. Wow. And the detective is like, wow, that was easy. Tyler. Tyler. Tyler, the caver. (laughs) Okay, you're right. It was me. It was you were right. I just it's one denial. Like, no, I didn't. Are you sure? Yeah, you got me. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. Actually. Wow. So mm-hmm. he says that his friend Skylar. No, I can't. I'm out. Skylar Williams, who's another bow, asked him, Do you wanna make some quick cash? Ten grand. So someone please Go on our website, go to the Hitman Price spreadsheet, and put 10000 in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Thank you for several bows doing the killing. No Tyler and Skyler. I can't have it. Skyler and Tyler, bow one and bow two, who need little shirts like um, thing one and thing two from Seuss. Can you explain to people what a bow is to people who are new Bag here? of wieners. And it's usually reserved for teens, but in this case, we're going to reserve it for late teens, early 20s. Exactly. It's anyone who has that energy of someone who's a teen. They have a 17 energy. And they have a look about them. And they went to Home Depot, which is on surveillance footage. They buy a rope and a box cutter. It's it's always on surveillance footage. They aren't even trying to be sneaky. No No. hoodies, 
No hats. No. They're just in t-shirts and jeans. No. They go to meet with another bow who is the original bag of wieners that recruited them. He is an adult bow. He's mentoring these teen bows. And his name is Daniel Richter. And he's, he's worse than a bow. Horrible. He's a monster. He has done time for SA. He's bad. And he drives the younger bows to the house that night, to Tahara's house. They bring a gun and a syringe filled with insulin. I don't like that. No. And they're wearing masks. And Tahara went out to her car to grab something. They grabbed her, brought her inside. Richter comes in and joins them. So it's all three. And she's trying to fight them off. But there's all three. They inject her with the insulin. Uh, They wrap her in her son's comforter and put her in the car. And they drive the car out to the fields. They open the trunk and she's moaning. She's still alive, which is so sad. So they let her go. Let her go. And Andrea says, oh, no, because it's so terrible. And Tyler at this point shoots her. It's brutal. It's barbaric. So they go to a bowling alley to get paid by who Daniel called the old man. But the old man wasn't at the bowling alley. So Daniel grabs Tyler's phone and makes that 17-second call to the old man, who, you guessed it, is Hamid. He says, come to the house, I'll pay you here. They go to his house, and he pays them 10K. So 3.3333K each for a murder. 3.33 repetent. Why did there need to be three of them? I think it was basically like, one bow, hey, you want to whatever? I'm okay. Yeah, sure, whatever. You want to come along? Sure, whatever. I also think that you're wrong. I don't think it was split three ways. You think Daniel got the most? I think Daniel got five. That makes and sense. And because yeah. Tyler wanted to rope in Skylar, they then split the just... other five. So 2,500 each. That seems fair. They're also young. And... and maybe they were scared. This was their first murder. So they wanted to have someone else do it. Skyler wanted Tyler to help, and Tyler's the one who ended up doing the shooting. So maybe are we sure about that, or we should? Do we do we think Tyler's just taking the fall? I don't know why he would, but he does seem to fold very quickly. So it feels like a weird thing to admit to. It feels like something that you would say. It was the other guy. I was there. I didn't pull the trigger because you know you're going to get in the most trouble if you're the person that actually pulled the trigger. So you can say you were there, but why are you saying you pulled the trigger? I was there, but I didn't do it. Yeah. That's a shocking thing. It is. Usually Mm -hmm. on Dateline, they would just say. They would all point the fingers at each other. I was in the car. I didn't Mm -hmm. see it. Yeah. And then they couldn't charge anybody with murder because they can't prove who pulled the trigger. Right. So if you just all point the fingers at each other, right? They'll how still are they get going them. To... They'll come up with a theory and still try to get them. Yeah, they're they're probably going to let somebody plea. Yeah. And whoever takes the plea first. Exa- whoever squeals gets the deals. Mm-hmm. There you go. As Mank says. So that one call basically from Tyler's phone that Daniel made unraveled a diabolical murder plot. Andrea, where'd you get that word? That's hmm. Dennis's word for new people. That's Dennis's word. It is. He once said diabolical and then said, where'd you get that word? Like he had never heard it before. And it was amazing. And now he's known as Dennis Abolical. Dennis Abolical. So, or Hamid also told them to burn the car. Now, 
the connection here is that Daniel had been a mechanic at the dealership and he had been spending time with Hamid and was trying to impress him. So he had taken the Tahoe from the dealership and parked it behind her, her house trying to impress him. Basically, all of this is solved in nine hours. The captain solves all this. They make it seem like it was weeks and weeks. They have to call Hamed and say, catch him up on everything. We found your mom. She's deceased. We know who did it. Your dad was the mastermind. We've arrested all the people involved. How much information is that for poor Hamed? A lot. Too much. And I blamed him. Sorry, Hamed. No, the comforter thing is weird. No, I blamed him more for the texts and the financial gain. And the fact that he says he didn't know that he would get the money. I think he knows that. I think he knows that all that looks bad. That all looks bad. Yeah, I think he was very nervous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Hamid's employees, Tommy and Zeke, are kind of proud of themselves as they should be because it was their tip to the police that helped solve it. Also, it really was within hours because they all within nine hours, the police put found the Tahoe. They put up that security footage on Crime Stoppers. Tommy and Zeke told the police that's our car. Like it all happened so fast. Wait a minute. Why would they do that? Maybe one of them's a Dateline lover. They knew Hamed because he had worked at the dealership. So they knew the son. So they know now the son's mom, who they maybe didn't know, but they maybe had heard things from Hamid, probably not nice things. But they knew she was murdered. But they had to know that doing this would turn in their boss. Yeah, I don't think he was that nice. Yeah, they hate their boss. And also, big fish falls, little fish swim up. There you go. Who is the, not the manager, but Who's the vice president of that company? Right. Because it seems like the company is still intact because we're seeing them in a car dealership. So unless that's a different car dealership that they both work at, right. I don't know. I don't know. So Andrea asks, I f- why was it only $10,000? A whole murder plot for that little amount of money. And he says, well, that's what Hamid negotiated. Wow. You know, he gets a lower price. And Andrea's like, oh, because he's a salesman. He's a car salesman. So he worked out a good deal. And Zeke says, well, you always get what you pay for in our business. And so you got Tyler and Skyler. You got Tyler and Skyler, bow one and bow two. And it was solved in nine hours. Wow. So you did get what you paid for. So Hamid is now arrested. Hamed is devastated. His mom's wish was to be buried in Iran. And he flies there with her body to bury her there. Now, remember the fabulous Louisiana representative, Denise, she had a very bad feeling about this trip. But Mm -hmm. he went and he buried his mom there. And the next day in Iran, Hamed was arrested and put in jail for conspiracy against the Iranian government, accusing him of trying to convert Muslims to Christianity, which he was not trying to do. He thinks his dad knew a bunch of powerful people in Iran and pulled some strings. What a difficult crime to prove you didn't do. I don't think they need to prove it there. It's not like you robbed this store. Right. No, it's sort of nuanced. Right. Oh, boy. So he thinks his dad tried to get him put in prison and he was put in prison for 30 to 40 days in solitary, which is cruel. And I know I said not nice things about Michelle Babes with Coffee in Diabolical for her time in prison, but she wasn't in solitary. Solitary is cruel and unusual. And I'm sure the conditions were horrible. Mm -hmm. So 
powerful woman state representative, Denise, who's fabulous, starts calling congressmen to try to get Hamed out. Yeah. They show up and they get him in front of a judge in Iran and he gets an attorney finally and he the attorney gets him let out on bail and instead of waiting for his next court date he just flies back to the united states good smart good wouldn't you i mean just get on a plane get out of there so the da in louisiana is busy making a deal with tyler to get him to turn on the others because tyler is obviously the weakest one that flips immediately but Hmm. then They're working with Tyler on this deal. And then another twist, Tyler is found dead in his cell in jail of a fentanyl overdose. Now, my question is, was it really? Yeah. Or did Hamid have deeper strings than we thought about? Yeah. Was there a syringe slipped to someone under? Yeah. Uh Undercover or something weird. Yeah. Was this a plan all along so that Tyler couldn't testify? Right. Then you'd have to do that. Were there attempts on the other's life? I don't know. Hmm. Or it could have just been a fentanyl overdose. I'm sure that happens a lot in prisons. I watched 60 Days In. There are a lot of drugs in prison. There are. So they offered a deal to Daniel, testify against Hamid, and you'll get the lesser sentence of 30 years behind bars. And Andrea says to the DA, okay, so you're back on track. And the DA's like, yeah, thank goodness. And like, neither one is acting like they care about Tyler's death at all. And I was like, well, I guess they don't. He's a murderer. He's the murderer in this case, specifically. He is the murderer. So Hamid's trial was in August of 2023, eight years after the murder. He is 72 and uses a wheelchair. And Zeke testifies how the Tahoe was taken from the lot. And right before the murder, a big chunk of cash, 13000 had disappeared from the lot. Mm-hmm. And instead of being an angry boss about this missing money, Hamid was like, oh, no, it's fine. It'll turn up. No big deal. Because he took it to pay off the murderers. Mm-hmm. So Daniel testified that Hamid gave him the gun told him that she would probably die from the injection itself. And Daniel testifies that Hamid wanted his son Hamed dead too. Wow. Because he thought, if I kill her, the money goes to the son. And then if I kill the son, then I'll get my money back. How? That's not how that works. I don't understand how that works. I think then it just goes to the government. I don't know if anybody Yeah, I don't know if there's no will. Yeah. If Hamed didn't have a will, I don't know what happens fiduciaries call us yeah so he was planning to kill hamed also that night he was supposed to be home but because he blew off dinner with his mom it saved his life so it pays to be a jerk to your mom no that's not the moral of this story but it's sorry and i know you don't believe in coincidences but this is a coincidence yep now hamed had been attacked a few weeks earlier was his dad involved in that one yes because remember bow number two skylar he said Hamed had hired him to beat up his son. So it's unclear if that was like a murder plot or a rough up. I don't know why that, what would the benefit of that be? How much, Skylar? How much were you paid for this? There's no charges ever brought forward on that attack. So Hamid's defense attorney says he still maintains he didn't do it, which is such a way of a defense attorney being like, I'm not saying I believe he didn't do it, but he's maintaining he didn't do it, right? It's a way to put a line. So don't think I'm a bad guy. 
I'm not saying I think he's innocent, yeah, but he's maintaining that he is. And they point the finger at Hamed. They say he had the most to gain. There was tension between him and his mom. So Hamid is a leaky trash juice of a person blaming the son that he tried to kill. And now he's blaming the death of his mom on him. Mm-mm. In two hours, he's found guilty. Yeah. Good. Good. Denise, who's fabulous, prays for his soul. He gets life behind bars, but he's already in his 70s and he doesn't look to be in the best of health. So not that 70 is old. He could. What are you thinking should happen to him then? No, it's just a shame that he got to live so much of his life out free being a millionaire. He got to do that. She had to live not where she away from him for again mm-hmm. decades away from her son too for a decade and then no for tw- yeah comes here is awarded something by a judge who clearly sees that she deserves this money and mm-hmm. then he kills her to try to convolutedly get it back. Yeah, that's messed up. Why didn't he just try to kill her before the divorce went through? Really good question. I don't understand. Did Why he wait maybe, until it was done? Maybe he just had a really hard time finding people. Yeah, and then he found Tyler and Skyler. No, he found Richter. He found Daniel, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Hamed struts into court in a white Miami suit. Yes, he does. With a gorgeous lady on his arm yes. to give his victim impact statement. And he says to his dad, if you could get out of that wheelchair, you would get up and strangle me. Which is very powerful. Daniel and Skyler pled guilty to manslaughter. But you are in that chair, Blanche. You (laughs) are in that chair. (laughs) Also, all of you can thank me in the last Patreon because I put music at the beginning and the ends of those. Mm -hmm. And the song that I was originally had at the end, I went back and forth and back and forth on it and decided to take it out because it scared even me. And it's Betty Davis in Whatever Happened to Baby Jane singing. Oh, terrifying. I'm writing a letter to daddy. No, ter- no, no, it's no. It's so scary how she's no. singing it that I could, I was like, this is just mean. And mm-hmm. I like our Patreon members and Supercast members, so I, I shan't be doing this. <laughs> but now I own the song. And so it's in my playlist. Oh, and God. so once in a while, it's it going to comes- come up. And I don't know what to do. I got to figure something out. All right. Anyways. So Daniel and Skyler pled guilty to manslaughter and got 30 years. And now Hamed has to climb his own mountain to reach a summit. He runs his own car dealership now. And the one thing his dad gave him was teaching him how to do cars, but he does it in a totally different way, which is how you know that Hamid was a horrible boss. Because Hamed is saying he does his runs his business in a different way. Yeah. And his mom wanted him to marry a woman from Iran, and he did. He married a beautiful lady. And Andrea says, She makes you better. And he says, Every day. And she understands your culture. And he says, Yes. And she knows all about my mother. And Andrea says, It's almost like your mother handpicked her from above. And it's that's really sweet. It's tooth sweet. I loved it. It's really, yeah, it's a precious moment. This was a really interesting episode. Yeah, very different than a normal episode. Mm -hmm. And it is dedicated to somebody who's very different than our other, I don't know what I'm going with that. She's fabulous. Her name's Carla. And she gave us a PayPal donation, which is another way besides Patreon and Supercast to support our show. And you get absolutely nothing for it. No perks. (laughs) It's just the kindness of your heart. 
What We're the? writing a letter <laughs> to Carla. We thank you so much for your cash. <laughs> it helps keep the lights on and the mics on. <laughs> and this song is not the same tune that it originally was. Thank you so much, Carla. You are a superstar. Thank you. And she's also a Patreon, I believe. And so she's like doubly supporting us. Um, but oh. if you're looking for a holiday gift that is uh, quick and paperless, it is give someone a gift of Supercast or Patreon. Super oh, yeah. You can do that. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? If they if they like us. Yeah. Yeah. Not just a random person. That Don't give a random person. Or they, they're going to be mad at you. That's a bad gift. Who are these girls? They don't even know basic words like centennial phalanx phalanx and phalanx i can't i still don't know how to pronounce it <laughs> just give it to someone who likes this but that's a really good gift uh it's very sweet thank you thank carla. you so much carla so b-roll bonanza we get detective morris a lot in his office mm -hmm. on his computer spanky's daiquiri bar which we don't get to see inside and i'm yeah i was sad about bummed that. out i would like to see how divey it is yeah <laughs> Aisha's on her computer. We see Zeke in the car dealership, which is super fancy. He's putting something on a big BMW Range Rover type car. Mm -hmm. And then is Hamed drinking whiskey at his dining room table? Yes. And the funniest part of that was he slouches in that chair so much. Mm -hmm. And even the non-mom in me was like, don't slouch. It's almost like his, his mom who maybe told him to sit up straight. Do you think he? Do you think he left the house? Do you think that they he moved his wife into that house, or do you think they live elsewhere? That's now? a great question. I don't know. He probably moved her into that house. For me, I would like somewhere different, but that because something horrible happened in that house. But me too. You know, I also would have loved to have heard from one of her employees at Walmart. Yeah, I'm sure she was so great. She seems really sweet. I mean, a woman who mountain climbing is her hobby, yeah. and that's like her thing. I would like to have met someone who worked under her. I would have yeah. liked her had she been a manager of mine. So cool. Do you think Walmart came off good or bad in this episode? I was just going to say Brand's unhappy being on Dateline. I think Walmart came off good. Despite Home Depot, no good. Home Depot, bad. Did Walmart, though, even though that employee caused a full delay, a one-day delay in the hunt for her? I think Walmart has a hard time keeping quality staff, but I appreciate that they promoted Tahara. I think they did a good job with that. So. Absolutely. She seemed really worthy of it. What? How do you feel about car lots? I feel generally negative about them, but I feel positive about Hamed's. And I feel okay about Tommy and Zeke because they were really on it and they did the right thing. Yeah. How did this do for the teenage brand? Bad. Bad horrible all bows went down a notch in my estimation and they were already quite low very very bad anything else were there any other brands that i missed jaguars that wasn't really talked about a lot nope i think that's it fashion police i think denise marcel wins best dressed yeah i, think, I, I agree best hair What's the pin best jewelry i think it was a state representative state representative pin, pin. yeah and she's really good hair. Normally, I don't like animal print, but she's wearing animal print on a red dress. A red leopard. Red leopard and a shiny large D for Denise around her neck. It's huge. That's great. And then the government badge. 
Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. Andrea looks beautiful as well. She's wearing Always. yellow in some of the interviews in this episode with like a dangle earring. It looks incredible. Also, Andrea is wearing a bumpet. Yes. In this episode, which was really cool to see. Bumpets making a comeback. She used everybody. to wear bumpets a while uh-huh. ago when she had a kind of a slight bumpet. Yeah. I don't think it was a real bumpet. It was just teased. Did this look like a bumpet? It looked like a legit bumpet. She I don't know if it was a real bumpet. We could ask her maybe. And then Hamed in his white suit going into court, which you talked about, which was great. Also, Hamed at the end when he's walking through his car lot with Andrea has an earpiece in. I saw that. I was like, oh, because he's working. But do people forget to take him out? I would think they would need to keep it in, but maybe he's like that hands on of a boss. Or was it for the shoot? Do you ever wear those? I've never worn one. So do you just forget? Yeah, you do forget. Like on a movie set, you mean? You've worn one of those? Well, no, we wear big ones. Like with a, it's connected to a walkie and it goes over your ear. Yeah. My little Bluetooth headphone that I use, I wear all the time and I forget that it's in. I have one ear in listening to podcasts all the time. That's like an AirPod? Kind of, but the <laughs> droid version from Amazon for $20. But was, was his earpiece for the shoot? Because maybe the car lot was very noisy. So they each had little mics, packs, and earpieces. No, but we should ask Mink if they ever use those yeah. on location. But I've never seen one before. No, I like, have I never seen one. I rarely see one. Yeah. So, all right. I don't really have titles. I don't have any titles either. This one was really hard. I have a lot of words written down. My dad owns a dealership. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I wrote, be Sorry. your own Tahoe. Be your own Tahoe. Instead wow. of be your own Bugatti, which is where that phrase started. And then I have loss of a comforter because it Aww. plays on two things. Yeah, comfort. But then it's sad and I'm sad. And then something about Tyler and Skylar teen crime. Something instead of teen mom. Team crime. Team crime. I'm trying to I'm trying to get somewhere with those two gentlemen. And I'm sorry, we are being harsh about Tyler. He's a murderer. Fentanyl overdose is not a joke. No. And I'm sure that he has family that cares about him. He made a really bad mistake here. Yeah, he did. He was very young. And he took someone's life. Yeah, but I do believe that his frontal cortex is not fully developed at that age. He's twenty. He's twenty. He's twenty. It doesn't develop till twenty five. So so almost five years. I think legally he could have gotten parole now that the laws are changing involving un- younger criminals in several decades. He should still do several decades. We had that episode that covered that. The Supreme Court. I have slight memory of this. Yeah, I remember <laughs> now. How about luxury car lot in life? There we go. Terrible. Join us. Don't forget, our moment is tonight. If you haven't bought your tickets, buy your tickets. It's going to be a great time with Pink Shade Podcast and special guests and giveaways. It's super fun. And we're talking mystery on Mistletoe Lane. Mm -hmm. From Hallmark. Oh, boy. Also, Whamageddon. Yeah. Hot tips and hot takes for Whamageddon. So I have been distracted lately. As I said, a lot going on. I was catching up on many... DMs, messages, Instagrams, tags, and things very quickly catching up. The other day, I opened up TikTok because I saw a bunch of notifications. I had been tagged by a listener named Claudia who said, 
I didn't read her message before I opened it. And it, stupidly, I this is my fault. You're supposed to scroll and open things with the sound off, but I didn't. And it opened and she tagged me in a video that had the Whamageddon song and said, I'm out now. Like she was complaining to me, but she tagged me in it. So I opened it. Claudia, why did you do that? I wrote, why oh, did you tag no. me in this? Now I'm out, Claudia. And what did Claudia say? Claudia has not responded to me. Did you yell at Claudia? I noticed that you posted about it on Instagram. So Claudia is probably embarrassed and upset with herself. I didn't tag her. I did not say her full name. But I did post a post that says a football stadium DJ has apologized for playing Last Christmas by Wham, potentially knocking out more than 7,000 people out of a cult game Whamageddon. And I wrote, and yet I'm still waiting on an apology from Claudia. This DJ apologized to 7,000 people. Um, no apology yet from Claudia. Claudia might be, sometimes people will put the fault where fault is due, which would be that you are not doing what you said you would do, which is open things without sound. You're right. But I assumed, why would someone tag me in something? I'm not sure what Claudia, Claudia had a lapse in judgment. And I she think- She was a wham assassin, as they call it. It's Hanukkah. You need to be generous of spirit. No, that's, <laughs> no, that's not what the holiday's about. So, and then the next day, I go to the Instagram page of my beloved Gary Marshall Theater, which is my second home, my home away from home. And they posted a story for a fundraising event they had for Giving Tuesday or whatever. It's not Mariah. And it was Mariah. Oh, so you're out, out. I got out on both in 24 hours, one by Claudia and one by my dear friends who I consider a second family to me. This is rough. I am sure that I am out, but I have not registered the song yet. But I have been multiple places. Well, then that doesn't a count. TJ, a TJ Maxx. I know. You have to register the song in your mind. I know. I have not registered either one yet, which I, the clock is ticking. Someone did message me and said, so I heard the first few bars, ran oh, outside out. or closed the thing, but I don't know if it was a cover or not. And so it's kind of Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> Am I in which, or not? Sorry, which which song? Wham. So I said... Wham doesn't have an intro. So you heard people singing. Interesting. Da, na, na. No, wait. It's not simply having a wonderful Christmas no, time. No, it's How, last Christmas. I gave you my heart. So I said what you could really do is send me the original video since I'm already out. If you could find where you think you got whammed, send it to me. I will tell you if it's the real version or not. What's the song again? Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, and the very yeah. next day, you gave it away. And then I buried it under my house, and it beat, and it tortured me emotionally. It's now the telltale heart. Yeah. I have, there's a chance that I have been worried about- The wrong song? Simply having a wonderful Christmas We've time. We've played this game for at least six years. Maybe that's how I keep winning. <laughs> Is there a chance? What's the likelihood of this? I feel like it's like a 50-50 chance. At least 50-50. At least. <laughs> also, no one likes simply having a wonderful Christmas. Everyone is trying to avoid that song because it's terrible. That song is no good. Oh, boy. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. You can join us on Patreon and Supercast. You can also follow us on formerly known as Twitter and Instagram where Kimberly is hysterical and sometimes TikTok. Yeah. 
and let us know if you're still in on both games. Thank you. I want to know. Yeah, let us let give us the stats. And let us know if you have eyes on Claudia. <laughs> Not because I want to beat her up. I want to make sure she's okay. And I haven't been bullying her. You've definitely been bullying. You You need to say something nice about her. Claudia, and it's, I forgive it's the holidays. you because it's the holidays. I think wow. you just had a lapse in judgment and it wasn't intentional. That's I'm going to assume you had the best of intentions. I think she just didn't think about it. It happens to it's all okay, of us. Claudia. We all make mistakes. I may have been listening for the wrong song. So you're good, <laughs> Claudia. You are good. Okay, everybody. Be your own. What'd you say? Tahoe? Yeah. What about Jaguar? Good. Yeah. Be your own Jaguar. Rawr. <laughs> oh, no. Rawr. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> it's not right. Katie's so unhappy. Bye. Or like a colon. You're just Ugh. consistently using colons like in our Patreon from last month. That Circleville letter was insane. Colon. It does not look like my handwriting in this. You don't know what my handwriting looks like. I'm gonna I know do... what your handwriting looks like. That's not what it looks like. I'm going to do a video of me actually writing <laughs> those words. I didn't make that. A listener made that. That's not what my handwriting looks like. I know. They, but you they posted it and agreed. Like, <laughs> yes, it does, listener. Katie's a creep. As a joke. <laughs> Didn't think I would see it, did you? No, I did. Did you know what phalanx meant? Is that... Um, that's a no. That's is a that no. something that has to do with your larynx? No, that's what I thought too. I mean, it was... Dennis used the words last week, sentinel and phalanx. Wow. He's writing a book, right? Yeah, he has to be okay, writing a book. Is sentinel not related to century? No, it's soldiers. Oh, soldiers. Oh, God. What's bicentennial? Bicentennial. The bicentennial coin. Okay, we're doing good. <laughs> I didn't get any context clues. Sentinel. Yeah, sentinel, soldiers. That totally checks out. Yeah. But I still don't know what phalanx. Phalanx. And I was a little annoyed that Jake kind of did. Yeah, of course. He did. Yeah, that's annoying.